Hello, my name is Shanali and I am a manager in the Kaizen Digital Insights support team. Today, the topic of the webinar is exploring RNA-seq data using Kaizen CLC Genomics Workbench and uploading expression data into Ingenuity Pathway Analysis. I'll start by showing our legal disclaimer to say that all Kaizen products shown here are intended for molecular biology applications. These products are not intended for diagnosis, treatment, or prevention of the disease. This is the agenda of the presentation. First, I will show you how to map the reads to the reference and how we calculate the abundance. Then RNA-seq normalization methods then detecting of novel transcripts using transcript discovery plugin the template workflow for rna-seq and differential expression analysis that is present in the workbench then it would be followed by a live demonstration and q a session in rna-seq analysis the major goal is to identify differentially expressed and co-regulated genes and to infer biological meaning from that information it indicates which of the genes encoded in our DNA are turned on or off and to what extent. Typically, RNA sequencing analysis involves mapping reads to the reference genome and then count the reads for each gene or transcripts, which gives us the expression values. In the workbench, we have RNA-seq analysis tool for mapping NGS reads to the reference genome and it uses an annotated eukaryotic or prokaryotic genome for mapping. The RNA-seq analysis is done in several steps. First, all annotated transcripts are extracted using an mRNA track. If there are several annotated splice variants, they are all extracted. Here, I have given one simple um, example from our manual. It has three exons and two splice variants. So all the splice variants are first extracted. Next, the reads are mapped against all the transcripts and to the whole genome. From this mapping, the reads are assigned to the transcripts using EM estimation algorithm. And we sum the transcript counts belongs to each gene that gives the expression value for that gene. In this slide, I have given a brief overview of the normalization used by the RNA-seq analysis tools. Since the sequencing depth might differ between samples, a per-sample library size normalization is performed before samples are compared. In the workbench, we support two such normalizations, TMM normalization and housekeeping gene normalization. For all relevant tools in the RNA-seq analysis folder, either the TMM normalization is automatically applied or you will find an option to choose between TMM and housekeeping gene normalization. The TMM normalization adjusts library size based on the assumption that most genes are not differentially expressed. So it is important not to make subset of the count data before you perform statistical analysis because this can lead to differences being normalized away. The housekeeping gene normalization is available as an alternative to TMM normalization in the differential expression analysis tools. And we recommend the use of housekeeping gene rather than um, TMM normalization when working with targeted RNA panels. Some tools such as uh, PCA for RNA-seq, create heat map, and uh, create expression browser, it performs additional normalization. 
and um, so it we calculate the TMM adjusted log CPM counts uh, here. And PCA and heat map tool performs a final cross sample normalization. It calculates the Z score. Using the ionic analysis tools, we can identify the expression values only for the annotated transcripts. However, we cannot detect novel transcripts. For detecting novel transcripts, we have a free plugin from Kyogen. It is called Transcript Discovery Plugin. For mapping, it does not require prior transcript annotation. If you want to read more about this um, plugin and the plugin tools, you can see the manual is here. We have this template workflow, IDSIC and differential gene expression analysis. This workflow takes stream reads as input, then it calculates expression profile for each sample individually, and then perform a differential expression analysis for all the samples, grouped based on the metadata information provided. So you can see one part of the um, workflow runs on a par sample basis, that is this RNA-seq analysis uh, tool. And the another part, this differential expression for RNA-seq, it runs on groups of samples. The iterate and you see here collect and distribute, these two elements helps to design the workflow in this way. You can also customize the workflow by opening a copy of the workflow in the workflow editor view. Once you have the expression data from the workbench, you can use the Ingenuity Pathway Analysis plugin to upload the data into IPA. The IPA can be used for further downstream biological interpretation of your data. IPA has a very comprehensive, manually curated knowledge base. It is a free plugin from Kyogen. However, you need to have IPA subscription to upload and analyze your expression data into IPA. In the live demo, I will illustrate how to analyze RNA-seq data for multiple groups of samples and time points using CLC Genomics Workbench. This is the agenda of the live demo. First, I will show you importing metadata and associating the reads with the metadata. Then we'll see how to run the RNA-seq analysis tool, expression plots, PCA heat map, k-medoids clustering. We'll see how to run differential expression analysis. <clears throat> then visualizing the results using Volcano plot, Venn diagram, etc. Then we'll create expression browser table view, and we may want to add Go annotation also to it. Then we'll upload the expression data into Kyogen Ingenuity Pathway Analysis. For the live demo, I have uh, 71 female mouse samples from four different regions of the brain at six time points corresponding to six developmental stages. This data set is from this. Uh, paper and examination of dynamic gene expression changes in the mouse brain during pregnancy and postpartum period. Here the authors investigated developmental transformation of the female brain during pregnancy, parturition and postpartum, looking at four regions of the mouse brain, cerebellum, hippocampus, hypothalamus and neocortex. The experimental setup included six time points corresponding to the following developmental stages virgin, when female mouse is unmated, then PC14 and PC16, 14 and 16 days post-conception respectively, 
then PP1, PP3, PP10, that is 1, 3, and 10 days uh, postpartum, respectively. And two or uh, three samples were collected from each brain region at each stage, a total of 71 uh, samples. Now I will open the workbench. So this is a workbench uh, graphical user interface. I am using the latest uh, version 24.0, which was released beginning of the month, uh, January 2024. Since the data set is very big, I have already uh, done the analysis and I will show you the results and how to interpret the results. Also, I will show you the steps to perform RNA-seq analysis and differential expression analysis uh, in the workbench. So first uh, is um, first step is you need to import the reads. So you can import the reads uh, from import. And then we have uh, this dedicated imported tools for Illumina, for PadPio, and other NGS reads. Or if you have the SRA IDs, you can directly download the um, first few files from SRA, going to download, search for reads in SRA. You can just uh, look for the accession number. See, in this case, um, I have this accession number 209-6316, which I got from this um, paper. So I can start search, and it will search in SRA, and it will populate here. And then, yeah, you can select it, and you can download reads and metadata from here. So it is a very convenient way to directly download your uh, reads from SRA. Okay, and uh, if you want to know from where I have um, taken the data, you can go to support, and then you have uh, tutorials, and uh, yeah, I will search for RNA-seq. So yeah, this is the tutorial uh, that um, I'm using right now. And if you go to the tutorial link, you will find the SRA IDs or the publication. Okay, then um, yeah, I will import the metadata table. So I will show you first the metadata table. So metadata refers to information about uh, data or samples. And uh, it could be an Excel file or CSV or TSV format file. Here each row contains information relevant to a sample and each column represents a property of a sample that is uh, say here brain region stage or if you have tissue type status etc and you need to have a single column which is your unique column um, so this is my unique entry which is the sra ids so it's a key column which should match with the uh, sequencing reads in your workbench navigation area so you can import this excel file into the workbench uh, by going to import and you have this import metadata uh, option. You go there and browse the file and you can import it. Next, you need to download the reference genome. You can go to the uh, Workbench Reference Data Manager here uh, in the toolbar. And under Download Genomes, you will find this mass muscular. So I have downloaded the reference genome uh, from here. Uh, so if you are not working with non-model organism and you don't find your organism in this list, you can also import them manually. 
And we have tutorial videos on our website on how to download and import reference data into the workbench. And you can watch them. So after you download your reference data, then you need to trim your sequences reads uh, prior to mapping or RNA-seq analysis for any remaining adapter sequence, quality trimming, uh, length trimming, etc. So we have a uh, workflow for that under template workflows, you will find prepare raw data. So this is the workflow that you can run or you can individually run the trim reads tool, which is under toolbox. Under tools, you will find prepare sequence data. This is a trim reads tool. So you can launch the tool by double clicking on this and select your sequences and run the trimming. So I, I already have trimmed the reads and I downloaded the reference data also. And now I'm ready to run RNA-seq analysis. Uh, as I mentioned in my presentation that we have a template workflow for RNA-seq analysis that you can find under here. Template workflows, basic workflow designs and uh, RNA-seq and differential gene expression uh, analysis. In my analysis, um, I will not run the workflow because I will inspect the results at each step and then I will proceed to the next step. But I'll show you uh, the copy of the workflow to open that. Just select that uh, and then right click and select open copy of workflow. So this will open the workflow editor um, where you can review and adjust the workflow parameters. Okay. So you can see here, uh, it takes the trim reads tool and then you need to provide the reference sequence, gene and mRNA annotation to run uh, RNA-seq analysis and then you uh, collect all these uh, gene expression tracks and then uh, perform differential expression analysis. And in the output, it um, gives you gene te set test result. Uh, if you provide gene ontology terms here and then it will create a track list view or genome browser view. Then it will create expression browser table, Venn diagram, then yeah, statistical comparison track, which comes from this differential expression analysis. Then it will also um, show you this um, PCA for RNA-seq. Then you can also visualize heat map and uh, yeah, it will also give you this uh, report for your sequencing reads. So I'm not going to run this, but if you want, you can just run it from here uh, at the bottom run button. I'll show the parameters in the RNA-seq um, analysis tool. So to, to see the parameters or if you want to adjust or edit the parameters, you can select this element RNA-seq analysis in the workflow and right click and uh, select configure. So here it shows you um, the parameters to run uh, this RNA-seq analysis uh, tool. First, you need to provide the, uh, provide the reference um, sequences, the gene, mRNA annotation, and the reference sequence track. Then these are the general uh, mapping parameters where you can see mismatch cost, insertion, deletion, cost, then length and similarity fraction. And one important RNA-seq mapping parameters is this uh, maximum number of hits for a read. So maximum number of hits for a read um, defines a read that matches equally well to more distinct places in the reference sequence than the maximum number of hits for a read, uh, which is defined here, 10, will be discarded. 
and if you read matches to multiple distinct places but less than this number or equal to this specified number here um, then it will be assigned to one of these places by the em estimation algorithm and we recommend to set this value to 10 or more if you want to read more about this mapping parameters you can just click on this help button here at the bottom and then it will take you to this uh, INSEC analysis manual page and if you go to mapping settings you can um, read more about this mapping parameters so in the workbench for every tool we have this um, uh, helpful help uh, manual page for each uh, tools okay then we'll go to next step here you see some INSEC uh, specific parameters like stand specific and library type if you stand specific protocol for read generation you have used, then you need to set this to uh, forward or reverse. And uh, otherwise, you can choose both. This allows assignment of the reads to the right gene in cases where overlapping genes are located uh, on different stands. Then you can choose the library type, whether it is bulk or 3 d sequencing. In the expression level uh, settings, you have uh, this count pair reads as two. So when you are counting the map reads to generate expression values, the workbench needs to be told how you want to handle the counting of pair reads that map as intact pair and broken pairs. So here the default is, um, yeah, uh, count pair is as two is not selected. So uh, the default behavior of the workbench is to count fragments, that is FPKM value, rather than individual reads for intact pairs. So an intact pair is given a count of one. If you choose this uh, count pair reads as two, then an intact pair will be counted as two. And broken pairs are the reads that map outside the estimated pair distance or map in the wrong orientation or only one of the reads of the pair maps. By default, they are ignored. Then this expression value. So the reads that map outside genes are counted as intergenic hits and they do not contribute to the expression values. If a read maps equally well to a gene and to an intergenic region, the read will be placed in the gene. The expression values are calculated in two labels, um, that is gene and transcripts. And in the expression value, you can choose total counts, TPM, RPKM, and unique counts. But uh, whatever you choose here, in the output, you will find all the expression values. The choice of expression value only affects how the expression tracks are visualized in the track view. But the results will not be affected by this choice. And the most appropriate expression value is automatically selected by the workbench for the analysis. For example, uh, for detection of differential expression, automatically the tool will choose the total count value. Then I'll finish this. And say I also want to change uh, or see the parameters for heat map. Again, right click, go to configure. And this is a distance measure uh, linkage criteria. In the next step, you have this uh, filtering criteria where um, in the filter settings, you can choose fixed number of features. So by default in the heat map, 25 uh, most interesting uh, features will be uh, shown. But if you want, you can keep it uh, to a uh, larger value. Say I want to keep it for 50. Or uh, say if you have a um, 
list of uh, chains and you want to create the heat map for only those uh, chains then you can also do that by selecting the specify features and um, in the specify features keep these features you can just provide the names of these genes here and then uh, it will create the heat map only for those specific features i will just uh, also you can filter by statistics and in that case you can um, yeah uh, you need to provide a statistical comparison track and you can also set this yeah absolute fold change uh, correction and the threshold values for that let's uh, take the default option and i just want to keep it for 50 features and then i finish so once you are done with adjusting this workflow, you can run it from here. You can also save the workflow from this uh, save button at the top toolbar. Okay. Next, uh, I will show you the output from this uh, RNASEC analysis tool. And this is in my navigation area. So this is the gene expression tracks, uh, which um, is outputted from this INSEC analysis. I will open one track and show you the results. So this is the gene names. This is the TPM value. You can see here from the right side uh, table settings panel that uh, you have all these values, TPM, RPKM. Then you have total gene reads, unique gene reads. So yeah, so all the values are present uh, um, in the output. Uh, expression track but uh, if you uh, remember we have only selected the total counts okay then uh, you have this biotype information and you have uh, this expression value so this expression value is the uh, this total exon reads i'll close this then i'll show you one more output uh, that is the rnasic report so you will find the um, RNSEC report, how the reads are mapped and all. So this is the span specific information. You can see how much, how many, what is the percentage of the reads that is mapped in the forward direction, reverse direction, then the mapping statistics, uh, what is the percentage of the reads mapped uh, in the unmapped reads, and um, yeah, percentage of the reads in the, um, uh, yeah, uh, the fragment counting, then um, yeah, counted fragments by type. So percentage of reads uh, that is mapping in the gene region and the intergenic region. Then um, what is the percentage of the reads in the uh, mapping in the protein coding region? So yeah, this information you will get in the uh, INSEC report. And close this now. This workflow. Okay. And next, uh, I will show you one more output from this uh, workflow. That is the PCA plot. So I will um, open the PCA plot here. PCA for RNA-seq. So uh, yeah, so this is also one of the workflow output uh, to visually inspect the full data set to identify if there is any outlier among the samples and if there is any interesting structure in the data. So this looks a bit uh, different. I will just uh, not show the names. I will hide the names. Uh, so from the side panel, um, you can change uh, how you want to, the visualization, how you want to see the uh, PCA plot. So here you can see that, um, yeah, 
these brain regions clusters uh, together nicely. There are no outliers. So here, this is the hypothalamus. It's clustered nicely. Then, uh, yeah, this neocortex blue. Then the uh, cerebellum here and the hippocampus. So all are uh, nicely clustered. So I can take the uh, um, full data set uh, for this downstream analysis. And close this. Next, I will show you the heat map that uh, I have created um, from this workflow. So I will open the heat map by left double clicking on that. So in this heat map, each row uh, corresponds to a feature or gene, and each column um, corresponds to a sample. And here the expression values are um, TMM normalized log CPM values. And you have a lot of options to change the appearance of the heat map from this uh, side panel heat map settings. So this is my saved uh, heat map settings. I will show you the original heat map view generated by the workflow and how you can modify or adjust the view as per your requirement. So here I go to view settings at the bottom. <coughs> Excuse me. I'll go to CLC standard settings. So this is the original view of the heat map. And um, I will just uh, change some of this show names above. I don't want to. And then show colors legend below. I also don't want to. Okay, this is fine. And then you can uh, see here uh, the color scheme. The expression levels are uh, in gradient color scheme where the right side uh, color is the high expression levels, the red color and the left side color, the blue one is the low expression levels. And you can change the coloring by clicking on this um, um, color gra gradient here and you can choose your custom gradient as well. Okay, and you can also change the relative coloring of the values by dragging these uh, two white knobs uh, uh, on the this white slider here. Okay, then uh, let's first group the samples uh, based on the brain region. So under samples, yeah, you will find order by, I will uh, select brain region. Okay, then uh, in the metadata layer, uh, I will choose again this brain region. So now see this brain region metadata is shown here in the heat map. Now, if you want, you can also change this um, order of this uh, heat map columns. So if you want to move hypo, uh, hypothalamus third, so you can drag and drop it here like that. Okay. So, and if you want to save these updated view settings, uh, each time when this heat map is open, then you can do that from view settings and go to uh, save view settings and then give a name and then save this uh, heat map view. So whenever you open this heat map view, the, you can see the same uh, uh, saved settings. So this is how I have saved my settings to my heat map view. And um, yeah, so now this heat map, uh, you can see here, uh, shows 50 genes uh, with highest coefficients of variations. And samples are grouped by brain region and brain regions are sorted such that uh, gene with high expression are placed uh, diagonally along the diagonal. 
And from this heat map view, it is clear that the brain region has a strong effect on the expression patterns. And now we are going to perform differential expression analysis and analyze each brain region separately. I'll close this heat map view. So to run uh, differentially expression, uh, differentially differential expression analysis, uh, you can just uh, run it from this toolbox. Under tools, you will find this RNA-seq and small RNA analysis uh, folder. And you will find this uh, differential expression for RNA-seq tool here. I will show you how you can run this uh, tool from this uh, metadata table. So I will open this metadata table here. And then uh, I will just uh, right click on the brain region column of any row from this hippocampus and choose table filters to brain region equal to hippocampus. So only rows where the values in the brain region column is set to hippocampus are now shown in the table view. You can select uh, all by pressing Control A and then you can find the associated data here. So, yeah, so these rows where the value is uh, brain region column set to hippocampus is shown here. And then all these expression tracks uh, belong to this um, yeah, hippocampus um, brain region are listed here in the uh, at the bottom. And if you want, you can also um, sort according to this uh, run accession. So you can sort this and then um, yeah, you can, um, so to short, you just need to left uh, click on this column header, then it will be shorted. Okay, then you can again uh, select uh, all, control A, and then right click on this. You go to toolbox, under toolbox, you will find this again, RNA-seq and small RNA analysis and uh, differential expression. And I want to select this differential expression for RNA-seq. So all these uh, 17 gene expression tracks has been pre-selected from this um, metadata table. I'll go to next here uh, in the technology. Uh, yeah, I'll use this uh, whole transcriptome uh, RNA-seq data I have, then normalization method you see, automatically TMM is selected. But if you have targeted RNA, then you will have both the options and you can choose one of them. Okay, and then, um, yeah, I'll go to next. Here, um, you need to uh, set up the experiment. So you need to provide the metadata table, which is required when you're setting up the, um, you set up the experimental design. You can select it from your uh, navigation uh, area here. The metadata table, then test differential expression uh, due to, you need to select the factor to be tested uh, for differential expression. So uh, I have selected stage uh, from this available um, yeah, um, metadata columns. And then uh, while controlling for, uh, so if you have any batch effects that introduces bias in the data, for example, samples processed at different facilities may have sequencing differences that are not due to the actual biological differences uh, in the sample themselves, then you can select these confounding factors uh, or variables here uh, in the wide controlling for options. I don't have any confounding variables, so I'm not choosing anything uh, now. Uh, so 
yeah and then in the comparisons um, you have three options across groups and over like all group pairs and against control group if you uh, choose against control group you need to provide the control group so it will um, compare um, like it will make pairwise comparison when you select this option i will um, run this uh, anova like um, comparison so uh, this setup will identify the differentially expressed genes across all developmental stages and um, yeah for this ANOVA like test it will um, output um, will be like you know due to different stage uh, due to stage and in the ANOVA like test it will be uh, this likelihood ratio test that would be used so you can go to next and here in this step you can configure uh, filtering and outlier so you can also filter on average expression for FDR correction if you want to know more about um, how to yeah um, configure these outliers and uh, how to um, yeah, adjust these filters you can just uh, yeah go to the help button here again and you can read more about this uh, yeah, filtering options and downweighting outliers here. So go to next, you can save the results. So I have repeated uh, these steps for three remaining brain regions, that is cerebellum, hypothalamus, and uh, neocortex. And I have uh, total four comparisons that I'm going to show you uh, under this D folder i have kept uh, four comparisons so hypo hippocampus across all stages that i have showed you how you can run then hypothalamus across all stages neocortex and cerebellum i will show you one uh, statistical comparison track that is the output from this uh, differential expression analysis double click on it so it will open in the view area and this is the chain name chromosome the region this is the max group mean. So for each uh, group in the statistical comparison, the average DPM value is calculated. And this value is the maximum of the average DPM value. And you will see log to fold change, fold change, P value, then the corrected P values. And if you want, you can uh, also apply filters in this table view. Say I want to um, apply filter for fold change, say greater than four, then yeah you can also apply more filters say i want to uh, keep p values by less than equal to 0 0.05 so you can see out of this 36333 uh, genes only 244 genes are um, having four change greater than four and p value less than equal to 0 0.05 okay now um yeah if you want you can see this um uh, volcano plot so this is the uh, volcano plot at the bottom you see and then click on show volcano plot so it shows the relationship between the p values of the statistical test and the fold changes among the samples and the features with large fold change um and uh, small p values are statistically significant and you will find them in the upper left corner and the um, upper right corner of the volcano plot so here uh, yeah if i want to see what is this chain 
So you can just uh, yeah point your mouse cursor here and you would be able to see the uh, genes here. So uh, yeah, in the workbench uh, version 24, there are some improvements uh, in this volcano plot and I'm going to show you this uh, changes. So now you can um, color the genes uh, determined by the p-values. So you can select the p-value by default FDR p-value is chosen and you can also set the lower limit. And uh, you can um, have this flexible uh, color gradient option where this red color is down regulated, up regulated. This is a fixed color. And you can also choose the gradient color. And um, so where you can see this red color is the mm, yeah, down regulated, then when it is zero, this black color, that means it's uh, not statistically significant. And again, blue is statistically significant. Okay, and you can also color by annotation, try by specifying um, the in annotations. Okay, and uh, then you can also fade the non-significant features from here under thresholds. So fade low fold change points, and then um, you can also uh, select the threshold criteria that you want to keep and fade high, um, value points so you can see these are the faded uh, points in the volcano plot so these are the uh, genes which are um, you know statistically significant uh, from this volcano plot okay and uh, yeah if you can also select some of these uh, statistically significant features from here and then right click and you can uh, select the selected points and select the genes in the other views or copy gene names to clipboard um, and uh, select that. And you can again, yeah, go to this uh, statistical comparison table view here. And you see this, um, yeah, the genes that I have selected in the wall kind of part, which is uh, also selected here. If you want to see them clearly, then filter to selection and filter to selected rows. So only these 24 features which I have selected in the volcano plot is, um, yeah, which I have selected here. It is showing in the uh, statistical comparison track table view. Also, you can uh, select this uh, chains and view in other views like, um, uh, yeah, pen diagram or expression table browser view, etc. Okay, next uh, I will show you the Venn diagram. And um, I close this now. And this is my Venn diagram results. And um, so you can see that um, or find the genes that are differentially expressed in all brain regions. You can choose the minimum absolute fold change here, uh, maximum p-value. You can set it here. You can choose between p-value, FDR, and Bonferroni. By default, FDR p-value is chosen. And uh, minimum absolute fold change, it is 1.5. Uh, this is a default. Uh, and then let's uh, make it less stringent criteria. So I will put it 1.0. So now see, more genes are in the volcano plot. I'll select this uh, 40 genes. Um, and um, so which are in this intersection. Uh, that means these are differentially expressed genes in all the four brain, reg brain regions. So selecting these four genes, uh, if I uh, hold control and then um, click on this show Venn diagram table. 
So these 40 genes uh, will be selected in the uh, Venn diagram table view. And um, yeah, if you want to see these genes here, you can go to filter to selection, filter to selected rows. So you can see here only these 40 genes are uh, here in this um, table view, which I have selected from the Venn diagram plot. Okay, and if you want, you can just, um, yeah, select this uh, 40 genes and uh, uh, again, yeah, holding control A and then you can copy these gene names to clipboard. Um, if you want to use them for your downstream analysis uh, quite often, then you can also, um, yeah, just open a uh, text file and then you can, uh, yeah, save these uh, gene names for uh, uh, your analysis. Okay, and uh, then I will uh, show you how you can cluster and how you can um, see the uh, differentially expressed genes in a Sankey plot. So we want to cluster these differentially expressed genes, uh, these 40 genes in all four uh, brain regions. And we'll use the create k-medoids clustering for RNA-seq uh, to analyze these 40 genes um, identified from this Venn diagram. And to do that, you can go to this launch button here and you can find for this tool, uh, say K. Yeah, so I want to select this tool, K, uh, create K-medoids clustering for RNA-seq. I'll open this. So um, yeah, in, in this clustering method, uh, features are clustered into K separate clusters. It assigns features to clusters. Uh, the distances between features of the same cluster are small and the distances between two separate clusters are large. So I will uh, select all these gene expression tracks. Then go to next here in the clusters, number of clusters, say I want to keep only nine cluster. And then in the metadata table, you need to choose the metadata table from your navigation area. And um, yeah, repeat clustering, perform a separate clustering for each brain region uh, I want to select. And then sample grouping, I want to group the samples by stage. You can also order the groups uh, so I have ordered uh, like this virgin, then post-conception, 14 days, 16 days, and then postpartum, one, three, and 10 days. Okay. And then, um, yeah, go to next step. And then here in the filtering uh, settings, again, uh, like the um, heat map settings, you can specify the features. And here, whatever uh, gene names that you have copied from the Venn diagram, Control V, you can just paste it uh, here in the keep these features. So it will create the uh, Sankey plot um, for only this 40 genes uh, of our interest. Then go to next and you can save these results. So I have already saved the results and I'm going to show you the Sankey plot now. So this is my plot and Let's make it a bigger. Okay. So, um, yeah, you can see here that uh, this Sankey plot shows uh, now nine clusters, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, for each of this brain region. So I have four brain regions, cerebellum, hippocampus, hypothalamus, neocortex. And if you hover your mouse on 
uh, yeah on a cluster you will see the genes and the flow of the genes through the clusters now um, say i i will select this ninth cluster and i want to see the line graph so holding control i will uh, click on the show graph so it will show me this uh, line graph um, yeah for this uh, ninth cluster okay so yeah it shows uh, this general trend for uh, gene expression as a function of uh, six developmental stages so here you can see this is prl is the prolactin gene this gh is the growth hormone so uh, yeah these two genes are clustered um, in this um, cerebellum brain region then if you go to this other cluster and you will see again these two genes are you can deselect the other one yeah this um, expression pattern is almost same and again i'm going to the next cluster again you can just deselect the other genes that you are not uh, that uh, concerned about so only gh and prolactin gene you can again see the expression pattern um, almost same so yeah uh, their expression increases uh, say uh, yeah after birth and then again it decreases um, after giving the birth okay and here uh, i want to mention that the authors in the paper discussed uh, about this uh, about the importance of this growth hormone and prolactin hormones in postpartum and also these genes have been identified in previous studies so in the workbench also we could identify the same genes um, and with the same uh, expression patterns okay then in the paper they also uh, mentioned about um, the other genes um, say for example i will select this first cluster in the cerebellum and yeah so they mentioned about the sick one that is salt inducible um, kinase and then phos also they mentioned so i will just keep that and uh, yeah so yeah seek one par one force uh, so these three uh, other genes that uh, they have discussed uh, in the paper so you can um, see this um, yeah expression patterns um, uh, yeah uh, almost same for all these three genes so and these genes are found um, yeah uh, i can select one more cluster so pressing control so two clusters i have selected and the first cluster is the solid line and the second cluster is the dashed line uh, here you can see in the line graph so these genes are found in both the selected clusters and this is their expression patterns across uh, all the developmental stages that is four uh, develop uh, sorry six developmental stages okay and you see this pattern is same in uh, all these brain regions however at different developmental stages the expression levels are uh, varying right so when um, in the virgin stage uh, these expression levels were high and it's um, low uh, after post conception and then again it uh, becomes a little bit high in postpartum period and again it uh, decreases
okay and uh, yeah uh, from this right side uh, sankey plot settings you can uh, adjust the settings a lot suppose you want to find uh, your gene of interest in this uh, sankey plot i'll close this now yeah so what you can do you can uh, see i'm i want to see this uh, growth hormone and chain so i will just select this so it will highlight uh, this flow of the gene in different clusters and you can add uh, more also. Yeah, so it will highlight uh, this gene and the flow of the gene in different clusters. Okay, so uh, in summary, all these uh, five genes are identified as differentially expressed in all the brain regions, which is uh, according to this uh, publication. Uh, and uh, next, uh, if you want to further investigate the gene expression patterns, you can create an expression browser table view. And this will generate a variety of bar charts that I'm going to show you now. So to create expression browser uh, view, you can again go to this RNA-seq analysis, small uh, RNA analysis folder. You will find the tool under, um, yeah under this, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, where it is, yeah, create expression browser uh, uh, table. Or So, yeah, sometimes it's difficult to find a tool here in the toolbox. So in that case, you can just uh, open this launch button. And then if you just um, type in, in some of your keyword, and then it will find this tool um, for you. So create expression browser. So it's a more easiest way to find a tool in the workbench uh, using this launch button. Okay, now, uh, yeah, you can create this expression uh, browser table. So you need to uh, select this, uh, yeah, uh, expression tracks. And next, you can select the statistical comparison track uh, that you want to, um, yeah, uh, Analyze and then uh, in the annotation source, if you have a gene ontology file, that also you can uh, provide here. And then go to next and you can save the results. So I have already saved these results. I'm going to show you the um, expression browser table view. So this is my expression browser table. Okay. Now here uh, you see this. Um, uh, all these comparisons, uh, these four uh, comparisons, and then you will find these individual um, uh, brain regions, that is hypothalamus, neocortex, and all these things. Yeah, so again, you have this side panel settings, um, uh, and you can set you know which uh, values that you want to visualize, which you don't want to uh, visualize. Also, you can select the expression values, uh, total counts or RPKM that you want to see in your expression browser table view. Also, you can group uh, yeah, by brain region or by stage. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, you can also uh, add this uh, advanced filtering options uh, to say if you want to create uh, see p-value, uh, or, uh, yeah, say Bonferroni p-value, I want to keep, uh, say, 0 0.05, and you can put this filter criteria here. Okay, and um, say, um, 
I want to see uh, some of these uh, genes of interest in this uh, expression browser table view and their uh, bar chart. So uh, here uh, in the name um, is in list, say uh, this gene names growth hormone, PRL, and you can filter. So you see these two genes uh, are selected here and um, then yeah, I can also, uh, I think FOSS, and then one more was PAR1. So yeah, all the five genes uh, are now uh, uh, seen in this expression browser table view, and you can look at this um, different, uh, yeah, um, say p-value across all these, um, comparisons and also the individual um, yeah, uh, samples. Okay, and uh, if you want to see the bar chart, you can select them, uh, control A, and then click on this show bar chart. Okay, so um, yeah, so and then again from the right side settings under groups, I will select uh, say stage. So now this bar chart uh, shows each sample uh, as a bar and um, samples are grouped according to these uh, developmental stages. And uh, under grouping, uh, yeah, again, uh, you can collapse the groups to represent each uh, group by one bar. And you can see here that uh, these genes have uh, the almost the same expression pattern across all the developmental stages. Here, I want to mention that if you want have uh, statistical comparison tracks that have uh, pairwise comparisons, and this bar chart can highlight also which comparisons are significant or not. Uh, I can show you one example. And uh, so I have uh, made some comparisons where um, uh, I have used the control group uh, virgin. I will show you uh, one, say, I'll go to this history tab. And you can see here in the differential expression for RNA-seq, I have uh, not used the ANOVA-like uh, comparison. I have used this uh, against control group and in the control group, I have chosen virgin. So this is a PR-wise comparison uh, track that uh, you need to use for uh, this bar chart to see the statistical um, significant um, uh, yeah, bars. Uh, so I will open this expression browser table uh, for this pairwise comparison. And again, say I will just uh, select two genes, GH and uh, PRL. Sorry, I had to, yeah, select this. Uh, name uh, is in list uh, option otherwise uh, yeah it's uh, a big expression browser table view and it will not find anything uh, there so i will just close this i'll open reopen it and name is in list i will select this too and then i will go to this uh, bar chart Again, uh, under grouping, I will select, sorry, stage, and then I can collapse the groups. Yeah. 
and uh, now you can see that um, yeah that uh, this um, yeah uh, expression pattern for this growth hormone and prolactin receptor and their um, statistical significance is marked uh, on this bar chart which you didn't see earlier when we didn't have a pairwise comparison and also i want to mention that you can choose the p value thresholds here um, under this statistical comparison uh, yeah section here okay and next, uh, I want to upload uh, this, uh, this statistical comparison data into Ingenuity Pathway Analysis. For that, you need to have IPA subscription, uh, as I told you before uh, in the presentation. And also, you need to install the IPA plugin. Uh, to install the plugin, you can go to this plugin uh, manager in the Workbench toolbar section. And uh, from download plugins, you can uh, yeah download the IPA plugin and uh, yeah, use it. So I will um, just uh, yeah uh, upload this data into IP. I'll show you how uh, you can upload the data into IP. So once your IP uh, plugin is installed, you can find the tools uh, and the workflows uh, for Ingenuity Pathway Analysis. So here you have find the workflows, and I will find the Ingenuity yeah uh, Pathway Analysis upload tool here. Pathway analysis, I will open this. And in this step, I need to select one, uh, say, statistical comparison track here as input. Then go to next. Uh, so we have US server, China server. So I will um, log into US server. I already have logged in. Otherwise, uh, you need to log in from here. You can provide a project name. You can upload the data or you can upload and analyze. So I want to upload and also analyze the data into IPA. And I will go to next. So to upload your uh, data, you can set up the upload parameters. So only features that will pass this cutoff uh, values will be sent to IPA. And you can see uh, the upload summary here that uh, only 3,400 features uh, are going to be uploaded into IPA. And then I'm going to next here. Um, you can set the parameters for the analysis of your data in IPA. You can also choose the default options and um, see here um, in the upload and analysis summary that out of 3,400 uploaded features, only 108 features are going to be analyzed uh, due to this um, yeah, cutoff uh, values that I have chosen here or the default cutoff values you can see. So you can also, uh, if you see less features are going to be analyzed in IP, you can uh, put less stringent criteria for your cutoff values here uh, in the set analysis parameter. Okay, and if you go to next, and then you can uh, uh, choose the reference set, ingenuity knowledge base, and then you can finish it. So it will go to IPA and it will analyze the data into IPA. And I'm going to show you the results um, uh, into IPA. So I'll open the IPA application. Mm -hmm. It seems IPA is not open. Let's open IPA. So I I will see the analysis into IPA, which I have uploaded from the workbench. And IPA has a lot of functionalities. Um, uh, so 
I will show you some uh, very basic features, uh, the pathway. But yeah, if you want to explore more, we have a lot of uh, videos uh, on IPA and you can watch them from our website, um, the recorded webinar, uh, recorded webinars. So yeah, it is connecting to the server and retrieving the data. I will show you the results in a moment. Yeah, here it comes. So, so this is the analysis that I have already submitted to IPA. And um, as you can see, you have a lot of other functionalities, say graphical summary, pathways, you can see upstream analysis, disease and functions, uh, and then you can find biomarkers, uh, yeah, regulatory effects. Uh, I'll go to networks and I will show you uh, one network, how you can see them. So I'll just double click on this. And yeah. Let's make it a bigger view, maximize the view. Yeah. And you see here, here you have this growth hormone, uh, which is activating this prolactin receptor. And it is a direct uh, relationship. The solid line represents direct relationship. In my data set, the prolactin has increased a measurement. You can see here this red color, that means increased measurement. And this growth hormone, it is a predicted activation from our IPA knowledge base. So if you select um, uh, a gene here, say I select uh, this prolactin, and uh, yeah, you will see more information about your molecule here. Okay. And if you select this um, direct relationship, the solid line between this growth hormone and the prolactin, and double click on this, it will show you uh, the predicted relationship and it will provide you these findings in the literature for this activation relationship. So you can see 44 findings are from nine resources. You can read it from here. And also, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, this network. See here you have this uh, seq one gene is also there, uh, which we have analyzed in uh, the work page. You have uh, luteinizing hormone here. So yeah, this is a nice uh, way to see your molecules uh, in the pathway. Now, this is the end of the live demo and I will go to the presentation now. And uh, yeah. So if you want to explore the workbench features and IPA, uh, you can get a trial license. It is a free, uh, full feature trial license for 14 days. You can go to our website, that is digitalinsights.kaizen.com and uh, yeah, go to request a trial and you will find the uh, trial request here. Okay, and uh, yeah, this is our customer support page. You can contact our global support team via email, chat and phone support. Uh, for all your technical and license related questions. And you can see the email IDs here, uh, ts-bioinformatics at the rate of .com, and bioinformatics license at the rate of .com. You will also find the phone numbers here. So this is the end of the uh, webinar. Thank you all for your attention. And yeah, please let us know if you have any, any questions.